I mean, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't, you know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just a little shorter on time just because we're starting a little later than expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah which sure. is entirely my fault. I mean, also mine. Okay. <laughs> then it's entirely your fault. <laughs> no, no, no. I said also. No. Okay, fine. It is both of our faults that we are recording slightly late. Today. Yes. <laughs> well, let's and it's it's actually my fault that I have back to back to back to back stuff all day long today. Is what that really your? Is that you, really you to blame or everyone else? <laughs> no, it's me. I choose. Okay. To do this. <laughs> I was gonna give you an out, but if you don't want it, it's fine. No, 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 no. I like to take responsibility when I am to blame, and when Ooh, I have when you choices, are to blame, sure, yeah, yeah. But I also like to take responsibility when I am not to blame. <laughs> That's ah, also just my ethos. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah. When in doubt, it is my fault. Yeah, that that sounds familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. I um, God, uh, this episode, holy shit! <laughs> like I thought, last episode was gonna be like the craziest stuff we were gonna get or the most unexpected stuff we were gonna mm -hmm. get all season and this episode just my mind is blown what was the most unexpected thing for you honestly i think the most <laughs> okay the most and we're i mean like obviously spoilers but you know if you're already listening to us you know <clears throat> we don't hold back but i think the most happy i was was when ahsoka showed up obviously mm. i was just like fist pumping left and right like oh my god this is happening um but the most surprised i was when it was cat bane who showed up showed up i literally I, I, I was like i said like holy shit out loud when that happened i was like is it him is it really him and then you see his face and it's like it's him <laughs> as soon as like i saw the ha the hat yeah <laughs> and him walking in i'm like oh my god they're doing this yeah it's so he's so good and he looks so amazing uh yeah. this episode um, wow um i mean i know a lot happens but do you have like a a summary of how you feel before we kind of get into it as a whole i have a lot of happy feelings but i'm not sure whether that's entirely due to like this episode being amazing. Oh, that's like, an interesting point. As an episode. Yeah, yeah. I think there are parts of it that I don't like, like critically speaking, but I, I like as a fan, I love it, you know? Yeah, I think this is like the most fan service y episode ever. <laughs> um, yeah. It just makes me feel wonderful and happy inside. Uh huh. And this show is officially off the rails of Boba. Like, what? This is just not Boba's show. Uh, and I'm not complaining, uh, obviously. Um, but what's interesting is that it makes this show seem more clear to me as a spin-off show of The Mandalorian as opposed to a show in and of itself. Yeah. And I think there's a clear distinction right there. And this was sort of... I think... Um, I think it was marketed this way, but it, it didn't really come across super well that this is really a spinoff of The Mandalorian and not something super distinct. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is going to be quite different. We're not going to get, I assume, 
you never know. We're, I don't think we're going to get the same level of involvement with Mandalorian characters as we like in the n- next shows that are coming out, like in the Andor show or the Obi-Wan show, just because of timeline. And yeah, stuff. I don't but, think that's going to happen. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ahsoka shows up at some point. With Obi-Wan specifically. Yeah, no. with Obi-Wan. But um, it is going to show to me that really it is Ahsoka who is the th- through line throughout all of Star Wars. So, And I'm not complaining. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not complaining here either. But uh, yeah, it's. I just wonder, because this was supposed to be a one-off. And how are they going to wrap everything up in one episode? Even if even if that episode is longer than all the other ones, let's go with the longest uh, live action show has been. And that I think was uh, season two, episode one of The Mandalorian, which was like an hour. It's like, there's no, how can they wrap things up in, with like in an hour? That doesn't make any sense. I don't think they're going to wrap things up. And I think that's kind of the point. So yeah. I think what they're they're basically I mean we'll get into this more but I think that there's going to be a lot of open-ended stuff going into season 3 of The Mandalorian. Yeah, the, the, that's the thing but I also I kind of hate the idea that we're going back to Tatooine in like The Mandalorian series, you know? Well, I don't think we'll go back to Tatooine. I think we'll, it'll be interesting. So I guess we'll talk about like what's going to happen later on if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What we expect to happen? Because I have some some ideas. Okay. Let's let's get into it. But first, give your summary. Yeah. So this summary. There's so many things that happen. So I'm just <laughs> gonna start to like list things off. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so all right. Um. We start off. Ka- Cobb Vanth is back. He is oh, who's Timothy Oliphant. For those who don't know, um, he's stopping a group of pikes that are running spice through Mos Pelgo territory, and is like badass, like Western. I'm the marshal in this town. You can't do 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 and shoots him dead, except for one, um, and just throws a spice on the ground. Um, then we whoop, flop over to Din Djarin, flying over an unnamed planet that has like a bunch of trees on it, and he's greeted by R2, of course, because R2 is the main guard for Luke Skywalker, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets like a bench made to him by some made for him by some androids. And uh, he's waiting for Luke and Grogu. And we flip over to Luke and Grogu's training. And they're levitating a bunch of frogs. Because I thought that was like a little bit of a torturous scene. But like I would hate to be a frog. And Luke's just like, ah, now you're up in the air. But Luke makes Grogu remember his past. And we see a little bit of a flashback of Gro- from Grogu's eyes of Order 66. Um, yes. And then Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. <laughs> Did, did I say that? Ahsoka <laughs> turns up um, and greets Din. And uh, she explains that Luke is building this whole school. And we kind of, they go for a walk. And they end up seeing Grogu's training from afar. She questions why he wants to go see Grogu. Is it for his benefit or is it for um, Grogu's benefit? And he eventually, she eventually convinces him to give the gift to her. She will give to Grogu to, to make sure that he is protected. And his goes on his merry way because it will make things harder for Grogu. Um, then we go back to more trading with Luke and Grogu and um, kind of explanations about the fours. Um, and we kind of get and then we get the little remote droid thing that Luke also trained with in the past. And Grogu has to kind of l- learn or remember his flips around as he's dodging these little um, blaster shots or whatever. So we get a little bit of that. And then we cut back to Boba. As we see kind of Mando leave that planet. And in Boba's palace, they suggest that they need an army. And Mando says he has an idea where to get one. 
which in order to do so, he goes to Mos Pelga, which is now named Freetown, and tries to recruit Cobb Vanth and his townsfolk to fight with him. They are unconvinced, but will seemingly consider it at the very least. And as soon as Din Djarin leaves, an unknown figure comes out of the desert. I guess the name of this uh, episode is From the Desert Comes a Stranger, so it must, I guess, refer to him. And a Western-style standoff begins. And there's obviously a stupid deputy that ruins everything, but and Bane, or Cad Bane, who I don't think he re- <laughs> re- says his name, nope. shoots both of them and threatens the town, saying that as long as the spice is running through here, everyone else will be fine. Then we go back to Moss Espa at our favorite or if only casino. We've seen this entire show. Two members of the Pike Syndicate enter the casino and leave a package, which ends up being a bomb blowing up everyone inside the casino signal and signaling the beginning of the upcoming war. The episode ends back on the planet where Luke is building his school and he gives Grogu a choice. On the one hand, he can go back to his father, Din Djarin, symbolized by the Beskar armor that Din made for him. And on the other, inherit Yoda's lightsaber and get trained as a Jedi. The camera pans onto Grogu's face as Luke asks, which do you choose? End episode. (laughs) So many things. That was was an amazing ending, honestly. I was just like, like, oh my god, what are they doing? It's, I thought, I think we saw more of Grogu doing stuff in this episode than we did in two seasons of The Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. But so, shall we maybe divide divide our discussion up into the two parts? I um, have it divided into five parts. So please, oh what are your two parts? <laughs> I was just gonna say uh, Tatooine and. Uh, wherever the whatever like Luke and Grogu planet, yeah, it's unnamed. I think so. That's yeah. the confusing part. I wish they had they just like said it just so that we know what's going on a little bit and we can discuss this a little easier. But yes, we can do that. Um, I guess we can start on ta- on Tatooine. I I actually really like Timothy Oliphant in this in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's like there's just enough Western stuff to keep it cool and interesting and very Star Warsy, obviously, but it's not overbearing. I feel. Um, and it's you know part of the episode, but it isn't the whole subject of the episode. And I, I found the scene that he opens with really like I mean it's cool, and it just shows how Cobb Vanth it kind of reinforces how good he is as a marksman. He's able to take out all the Pike Syndicate men except for one, and how he is unselfish by letting the sand just drop into this like or the spice drop into the sand instead of taking it for himself, right? And yeah, he literally doesn't care about it. Is like. I just want my peace. <laughs> I just want everybody here to live in peace. And I don't care about spice. It's just making things more complicated. Exactly. And I think, honestly, like, what was he thinking would happen if he threatened the Pike Syndicate like this? Obviously, they would come back with enforcers. So, and they, they did tease, you know, later on when he's talking to Din in the the parlor where he's saying... Um, as long as I'm here, everything will be fine. But you're not going to be here forever, right? They they tease this idea that oh, maybe he will pass away, or just maybe. Where it's unclear whether or not he's dead after the standoff with um, Cad Bane, but yeah, I could see him not being dead. I could see him surviving. Actually, I don't think um, he's dead. The way that the 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 townsfolk kind of rushed to him and were yeah. aiding him, kind of, it seemed like he was just kind of shot in the shoulder or something. Exactly. And he got like one shot and the deputy got three. I mean, the deputy got what he deserved. As you said, (laughs) he ruined everything. If it weren't for the deputy, maybe there wouldn't have been any shots fired. But 
Yeah. I, um, Stupid deputy, honestly. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I like how he like tells off Dinjarin as he's parking his ship and he's just like, what the fuck are you? I'm here <laughs> yeah, to like, see- what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> oh, man. Like, do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Um, you know, but like kind of kind of on the on the uh, edge there of being like t- a little bit too much. But I'll, I don't know. It's still a funny trope. Um the silly the silly deputy or the yeah, Westerners yeah, yeah. in general. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's only really two things that happened with the silly deputy, so it's not that bad. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um but yeah, I liked their entire conversation. Um that was re- I mean obviously yeah, the uh, the uh, the first scene is pretty cool, but then when Din comes to recruit everyone, you know, you can see Cobb Vanth understands what's going on and he can see like the long-term problems um unlike the bartender <laughs> yeah the bartender really isn't that smart but maybe he'll turn around yeah i think i think that this event with or this run-in with cad bane will kind of turn the townsfolk towards mando's side so too, yeah yeah so that's an interesting uh, you know twist but you're right there's like there's a clear differentiation between what Cobb Vanth can see and what the townsfolk such as the bartender can see because they can't really see the forest of the trees yeah and and I love you know Cad Ben is right if if he hadn't given up his armor he would have st- stood a way better chance of of like defeating him um, but alas he did not and that's also like a funny side note like he'd end up working for the guy whose armor he stole or like got I guess yeah that's actually really interesting like little like twists and oh, turns. Oh, that used like to that. be my armor. <laughs> <laughs> it's all clean now. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and of course, as we as we mentioned already, when Cad Bane shows up, it's just like oh, so rewarded to for watching like so many seasons of Clone Wars. Oh my God, Cad Bane's amazing. Yeah. Should we it's... explain to some people who Cad Bane is? At no, the watch maybe? watch Clone Wars and listen to Serially Hooked. Okay, do that. <laughs> but yeah it's no surprise to me that Dave Filoni directed this specific episode it's like it's a very Dave Filoni episode and I, love I it. mean Ahsoka shows up Cad Bane shows up <laughs> yeah. we get a lot of stuff with the force yeah. um, which I guess is as good a transition as any I guess we're not done with the bombing the casino yeah we're not done with Tatooine but we can come back to it it's okay no we can just do Tatooine in one fell yeah. swoop I guess yeah. yeah so then like we have Boba's plan right so they have the muscle now with kersantan and dinjarin but the question then really lies in terms literally, of how... sorry but literally two people is like oh no now we have now exactly. we have enough muscle is it really it's two people no, you clearly don't and you <laughs> have two like crappy gamorian guards so like and i guess those like souped up teens or whatever you want to call them yeah but fennec already did a really good job discounting them as like they're they don't count as muscle yeah, they're just scouts. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the idea that they're going to find an army is just, I think it's just, it's kind of thin and it's kind of silly in terms of like, he's going to go to this town of people who fought for their own self defense and now they're going to fight for something else within like an armed conflict. I think it's just not, I don't buy it, honestly. Literally and I for think, a warlord. Exactly. It, it just doesn't sit right with me and i don't think it makes that much sense i think um better suited to this conflict would be the tuscan raiders because of the loyalty Mm -hmm. that he has with them or that they they can trust him 
so I think that's where we'll end up. But in terms of this episode, like we really kind of didn't need the that Moss Pelgo too much, but it was you know still interesting to see Moss Pelgo and then more specifically Cat Bane. Right? I was going to say that was all worth it just to see Cat Bane. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved to see, and I think when we might get this, like a Cad Bane Fennec Sean fighting again against one another because they did mm. that in the Bad Batch. Nice. It'd be so cool to see them kind of like yeah. go up against each other, which I think will happen. That'd be amazing. Yeah, but yeah, it would. It's also interesting that both Boba and Din have a good relationship with the Tusken Raiders. Yeah. I mean, Boba much more so. Much more, of course, yeah. Din much. is actually just someone who can respect people, like as opposed <laughs> yeah. to everyone else on Tatooine. Yeah, but he like he 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 like can communicate with them and everything. So that's yeah. like that's a big step a step ahead of like ninety nine percent of anyone. Yeah, good point. That's a very good point. Um, so, will you do you want to talk about the casino for a second? Yeah, I just thought that that was like so obvious and like so such a sloppy way of doing it. It's just like why why do I kind of didn't. I was like because this the container that they had was the same container that we saw earlier in the episode with the yeah. money. I thought they were going to come in and try to at least win and pay for the place or kind of like try to take it over that way and not just explode it in the way that they did. As soon as they walked out and left the thing behind, yeah, okay, fine, that's a bomb. But when they were first walking in with a big pile of money, which what I thought was money, I thought they were going to be like, "Here, take all of this and like, and or else, essentially." Um, and we would consider because like the maitre d of the casino, I forget her, I don't know her name, the Twi'lek who's in charge of it. Like, I maybe she would defect from Boba's side because she kind of seemed like this uh, kind of in between character kind of thing, but. I mean, it's 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 about it's shit's gonna happen right now. Basically, it's just going down because this is a, the only thing that we've seen that Boba actually owns. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, does he own it though? That's I also not clear to me. I think it's like they are tributes, tributaries to him or something. They're under his protection, mm. so and they pay him, I guess. So effectively, but the he interesting own it, but he's thing responsible is we've for never. It. I mean, I guess we've seen them when they filled up his helmet with like coins, but. Apart from that, that's like not not really obvious, I'd say. But yeah. still, yeah, it's definitely definitely a declaration of war, and I'm really interested to see the fallout of all of this. Yeah, that'll be very fascinating, and I hope that. I the thing is, like the best part of this episode, or like the most interesting stuff, isn't what's happening on Tatooine in my mind. But like, I want them to focus for an episode, just like. Right now, the past few episodes, like going back to like the middle of the season, it just seems like, or the whole season even, it's like the show is like a little kid who is distracted by every shiny object around it and can't focus on one thing for more than a second. Yeah. So annoying. Exactly. So I want them to just be like, okay, the Pikes and Boba are fighting for one episode. Just like stick <laughs> to that. No timeline shifts, no planet shifts. Yeah. Like that's it. But I still want to see Grogu, and I still want to see like like that relationship and how that develops. But alas, well, we'll we we'll see. We'll see whether there will be a relationship depending on which choice he makes. But um, yeah, I thought that that. I mean, I I obviously enjoyed the entire sequence on this planet and everything. I thought that Luke actually looks way closer than to Luke. Like he actually looks like Luke now. 
as opposed to the last episode or yeah, it was like two? still a little wonky yeah. the the voice is very wooden but you know what can you can't do be helped. That? yeah but like visually it's i thought that was amazing it was like amazing work yeah there's like sometimes you can see that it's like cgi and not like a yeah. real face obviously because it doesn't emote in the same way as naturally but it is so good so well done and obviously like it's done with body stand-ins and it's just literally the face that's cgi'd over so it's it's much more natural than a full cgi luke would be um but really really like it's it's really impactful and it's really cool honestly to see luke in this training sequence like so he's actually the master now because we've mm-hmm. only really seen it, we saw him in in the Last Jedi as a master as well. But he was, you know, dis uh, disgruntled and um, kind of sick of the whole Jedi thing, and that's kind of the end of his journey after the heartbreak that he kind of goes through later on. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting to see him thinking of himself as a Jedi because we don't really see that other than in Episode Six or Empire or uh, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, the Return of the Jedi is thank what you. it's called. Thank wow. you. Thank you. <laughs> Empire or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I thought that that was really nice. You ba- you basically with episode eight we've seen like his last student, and with Grogu we see kind of his first, and we also, you know, he does to Grogu what Yoda did to him. Only he did it with frogs, not with an X-wing. Yeah. Um, that on obviously he refers a lot to Yoda's wisdom, and um, it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of weird that you know Grogu and Yoda are of the same race, but you know it's like a little bit too close for me in that regard. I would like it's it would have been totally fine if it was just like some other like uh, background from like a character standpoint, but. I still liked it a lot and uh yeah i don't know just so many things uh i, I love the, the the hut even like or not the hut i guess it's like uh like the building that these spider droids ants droids yeah by the way you talk you called them androids ant uh, droids ant droids ah okay okay i see for a second i was like wait a second androids that's those are not androids no anyway um it looked a lot like the ones in episode eight as well which was funny to me yeah it's it's they are fascinating i think that it's i mean they're obviously building luke's temple that will eventually get destroyed um and i just like like how they responded to r2 and made the bench for dinjarin to sit on (laughs) yeah that was a nice touch (laughs) Uh, it's it's so funny and then He's like searching around as, as R2 shuts off and he's like, is anyone here? Anyone alive? <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was also great from R2. Like, she's <laughs> like, now I am done here. Yeah. He's so amazing, R2. Yeah. And the, the, like Ahsoka as well. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you wanted to see Grogo. That's why R2 brought you to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, oh, Ahsoka's line, I'm an old friend of the family. Ah, oh, so yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. It's so, so cool. Good. And then when they're standing by like next to each other, Ahsoka and Luke, and Ahsoka's just like, You're just like your father. And I'm like, Oh, mm. that's so touching. Like And she inv- advises him, which is just yeah. amazing to me. It's just like this beautiful circle. Yeah. Like I really wonder, and I, I presumably she does know this, but I really wonder if she knows about Anakin's kind of redemption at the end of his like life. I'm and sure whether Luke yeah. must have told her. 
he he must have right and it's amazing and like i really really at some point i need to see luke and ahsoka meeting each other for the first time mm, like mm-hmm. that's something that i would love to actually witness <laughs> yeah into. how does that go over <laughs> yeah like it'd be so interesting Ugh. It's so cool. But, and like, obviously, Ahsoka is a badass and she's the smartest person in the galaxy right now. <laughs> like, it's never, never in a million years that I think I would see Ahsoka in this show. Like, I thought we would just not see Ahsoka until her own show. Yeah. But, like, it, it kind of just works for me. It's just because yeah. it's Ahsoka, it's like I'm happy to see her wherever. But for sure. Ah, she's great. And you know, what didn't even occur to me is that now that we've seen Cad Bane, he might also show up in all different kinds of shows, which is great. I'm sure he will. Unless he dies or something. We don't know. Like, unless he, like, dies at the end of the season, which I would doubt it. Because he's, like, the yeah. biggest survivor of all. I was going to say, he's, like, like, I don't know, the cockroach of Star Wars. Yeah, right? It's so interesting because, like, think about it from his perspective. So he was, like, a bounty hunter and then he went up against, like, actual Jedi. Like, he yeah. was, like, actually fighting against Obi-Wan and Anakin in their prime. And, like, after, like, all the Jedi are gone, imagine how ev- how easy everything for him is now. Yeah. <laughs> and But how weird, like, what he has. He must be one of the few people who's, like, still alive. Yeah. And never really picked a side. I mean, he works for different sides, of course. But he's, like, a, he, like he has seen so much. Like, he's seen the Republic, he's seen the Empire, and now he's kind of seen the fallout. I guess the new I order. wonder what's the lifespan of his species, though. Yeah. Because we know that, like, um, other species have like, completely different lifespans and can like can live for hundreds of years. For some reason, he looks, old, like, younger in this live-action version than he did in the animated one, maybe because he has less wrinkles. <laughs> Interesting. To me, he looks really old because of the pale face. Yeah, yeah, that's also what I like. Oh, that's it's not as dark a blue than it is in the animated series, which is weird. But yeah, I wonder why they did that. I'm sure they like specifically like tried it and then didn't work or something. Yeah. So yeah, I um, think so too. But back to this planet, I guess. Um, the 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 I love the the greenery of this planet. I think it's beautiful. Mm. I think mm-hmm. obviously going to the forest is somewhat analogous to Dagobah. Um, it is just full of this green life and it makes sense for explaining the balance of the force and how everything mm-hmm. is connected with one another and this message that Luke is kind of coming out and is abundantly clear on a planet like this. Yeah, it also makes sense as a training environment, right? Where you can feel the force much better than in, say, the Jedi Temple on Coruscant where there's <laughs> exactly. like literally no like life, like yeah. no plant life. And I find it interesting because I, I know I don't like to reference the episode episode nine or whatever whatever what is it called again episode nine Rise of Skywalker thank you um, but in the flashbacks that we get with Leia and Luke training on the forest planet do you think this is the same space or this is where it happened I'm I think wondering. so yeah it looked yeah. very similar yeah so where is Leia like I I want to see Leia maybe at some point maybe I don't know will. if they'll do that maybe I I wonder because like of Carrie Fisher's like. Um, passing away like i wonder how they'll be they'll they'll kind of like tread lightly with that compared mm-hmm. to with luke um but i would love to see where she is what she's doing at least a mention of leia and why yeah. isn't she there and also like it would be cool to actually see her use the force and why did she quit using the force and stopped and didn't carry a lightsaber eventually so i want more from leia too from this the thing is like the more they show us the more that i want 
You know, I I know I know Ahsoka is, doesn't train anyone, but it would be amazing if like Ahsoka trained Leia. <laughs> It'd be the killing combination. I wonder if Ahsoka would train someone if they didn't have the 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 bugaboo about loving somebody like Grogu does, because that was her rationality in like not training Grogu. True. Yeah. But I don't I think know. She just wholesale doesn't want to train anyone. I mean, maybe especially so with Grogu because of the whole attachment thing. But yeah, still, I think she's just very hesitant to train anyone because of you know <laughs> what has happened in her life. Yeah, I mean that makes so much sense. Yeah. Uh, or I wonder if she could, because she like I think she could maybe or want to train someone in a, in a dogma that is not as rigid as the Jedi dogma potentially, mm-hmm. even though she. But she is a Jedi. Like, she is trained as a Jedi. She still thinks that way when it comes to the Force. So, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's so interesting to see Luke's mindset here, though. Like, Luke is really into the the, the theology of the Jedi. I don't know if it's theology, but the, the, the dogma of the Jedi so much here. And we haven't really seen him like this. And he can, you know, sense this attachment that Grogu has towards Din and... Like, you would assume, because, like, sort of at the end of his life, what we've seen from Luke Skywalker is that he kind of removes himself from this dichotomy of Jedi and Sith or whatever and just kind of, like, is all hippy-dippy about the Force in and of itself. And it's so fascinating to for him to think that um, it is sort of, like he's still in this mindset that a Jedi can't have attachments that we have to set up the Jedi temple again. We need to pass on what I've learned in particular and begin a new, like basically Coruscant Jedi 2.0 essentially. Yeah. My headcanon with that is that he found the Jedi texts that he has in episode eight and he like spent all of this time ever since the empire fell to just study them. And that's maybe why he got more dogmatic about it. Yeah, maybe. And then it's only after like Kylo Ren destroys the school and kills his Padawans that we're able, he's able to like actually like kind of go past that potentially. Yeah, exactly. When he sees that this is not a foolproof method and has its flaws that he is able to uh break free of it because I mean, you know, that's how people learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. I mean, we really haven't even talked about Grogu here. <laughs> like Yeah. Like Grogu is so they show us the flashback of Order 66. Yeah. Which I thought was might must have also been really interesting for Luke seeing something that he's only ever heard of briefly. I wonder if it's the first time he's seen it. I'm sure he has. Um He must have, but like how else would he have seen it? Yeah, I guess. Like, we don't know. Maybe Ahsoka showed him. Oh, well, Ahsoka was on the, the ship, I guess. But, um, I don't know. It's interesting to see, like, what how he connects with this and who who, ha- who has shown him this in the past, right? Um, Especially, and like, also, seeing, seeing the, like, Jedi temple itself. You yeah. Know? Yeah. How did he survive, though, Grogu, at this point? Like, I really, like, want to know what, what happened and it's like it's a mystery that has always been kind of out there lingering mm-hmm. since um the the episode of in season 2 but what exactly is going on here like now that we've seen more i want to see the end of it right cuz it's like in two i have like i'm of two minds with some things and some things shouldn't be shown and some things should be shown mm-hmm. and i think if you're going to tease already this much and show us this much Show us a little bit more, especially if there's a connection to something that we can see in the future. Like maybe, I'm sure they will at some point. And my, like again, my head canon is that maybe uh, the stormtroopers had 
an order from Palpatine to not kill the Padawans, so because he might find someone who is a good student, like might be a good uh, like apprentice to him. I guess no, I no. They killed the Padawans at least in. Um, well, like, Anakin killed the Padawans. Yeah, but he, the, they also the, killed... the clone troops though only killed the Padawans that resisted with lightsabers. That's a good point. That's I mean that's what we saw, right? Yeah. So maybe or maybe specifically Grogu. Maybe Pat, he's mm. been after Grogu for this whole time. He does have a really high M count after all. What, exactly. What, what? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Pour one out. Not pour one out. Fuck fuck Metachlorians. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so there's is it's really interesting to see that. And I, I I really I was actually hoping to see him more when we initially saw mm. it, but I was like, I was happy. It's like, okay, tease us like little by little, you know? Yeah. Don't feed me the whole carrot now. Yeah, for sure. And so I guess the question of all questions is, what do you think? How is Grogu going to decide? Oh my god. I have no idea. Um, you know what I think would be super heartbreaking? is if he chooses to be with Mando and then Mando somehow dies before he can get back to him. <laughs> and then that would be so heartbreaking for Grogu. Mm. Like, my heart would just drop. Um, I have a seeking suspicion that he is going to choose the Mando side and not choose not to be a Jedi um, for a couple of reasons. One, they have to find a way to remove him from the temple so that Kylo Ren doesn't kill him. Potentially, that's one. Two, I have a question on terms of I think they want they're putting this all into the season because they want to get Grogu in the back of the hands of Din Djarin before the beginning of season three of The Mandalorian. And I guess then for me, the question that's on top of that is, is Grogu actually the titular Mandalorian of the series? Oh. He is the Mandalorian foundling. They, he ref, they referenced it quite a few times that he is a Mandalorian foundling multi, like in this episode. Oh my and, God. Can, you, can you imagine him in Mandalorian armor? That'd be so cute. Right? That'd be amazing. <laughs> so I, I think it's really fascinating to take that as a possibility as it is actually the show of Grogu, the Mandalorian. Mm, I see. I mean, yes, I, I agree with all of this. And I th- also think that he's going to pick Mando's side, but I kind of hope he doesn't. And I know that's sacrilege, but what is he going to do in season three? Like he is not useless, but like what does he bring to the table except for being cute and the occasional like force power? Yeah, I don't know. You know I don't know. That's kind of a that's kind of a thing. If he if he got like a basic training, he was able to actually like walk and talk like just normally and have some powers. It's like fine, but not just have him be a MacGuffin again. I don't think they would make him be a MacGuffin. I think they, when they said, or when Luke was talking about how he is remembering everything, he has so much information in his brain, right? So he can move and he can do stuff. Uh, Talking might be a, a stretch, but potentially he can actually be something of use to, um Din Djarin and his journeys. I would hope so, because otherwise yeah. I'm I will be very unhappy. I love though how Luke was saying about how funny Yoda talked. It's like, is that it was it just him or is that like a thing that you guys all do? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And I mean we're all curious, right? Yeah. But yeah, so I just hope like I'm fine either way, whatever he chooses, but I just hope if he chooses the Mando side that 
he brings something to the table. I wonder if he will be the one to yield, wield the dark saber because he's the one who has had lightsaber training on oh. Coruscant. I mean, can you imagine him? Winning? I mean, maybe in 20 years though. Yeah. Not <laughs> right now. That like, he can't even hold it. No, not even when it's ignited, but just like if when it's not ignited, you can't even <laughs> hold the fucking, the fucking hilt. I'm just imagining little Grogu with Mandalorian armor and the dark saber running around. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, that'd be so cute. Yeah. And he, but, him sitting on the Mandalorian throne. Oh, awesome. <laughs> the The question that I have, it, it, it goes to a larger question, is who is the Mandalorian? Yeah. Obviously, like, it is, I mean, it could be seen as Mando, as Din Djarin, as the main character, but it could also be, as I mentioned, Grogu. It could be Bo-Katan. It could be just the Mandalorian, like, as a planet or as an entity. It's really interesting. Like, I love how they named it like that. And I know we Mandalorian we're... brackets culture. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. It, it's really yeah. fascinating. Oh, and I know that, like, this is a Boba Fett show, <laughs> but... Oh, yeah. I, forgot, <laughs> I definitely forgot about that for a second. Uh, but here we are talking about the Mandalorian because it's much more interesting. Yeah. So, what do you think is going to happen next time? A lot at the last episode of this show. Wow! It has to be like a massive episode. Obviously, mm. we're going to get. Uh, I think we're going to get the Freetown people coming over um, to fight with Boba. I think that's for sure. We're going to get the conflict between Boba and the Pikes. I wonder to what extent it's going to be sort of an all-out war or like a guerrilla warfare kind of thing through the streets of Mos Espa. I think more the latter. Um, I wonder, I think the Tusken Raiders will kind of come in and swoop in and save the day at some point or somehow. Or, that's one way. Or, what I think might happen is that there'll be a conflict and they'll lose badly. And then they'll kind of get pushed out into the desert, but they won't, they'll survive somehow. And then he'll come back with the Tuscan Raiders kind of triumphantly at the end. Something of that nature. I, I wonder whether or not we'll get Grogu's choice here. I have a seeking suspicion we won't, and we'll have to wait for it until the Mandalorian season three. But you never know. Like, I, I've been wrong about what we were going to see this entire show. <laughs> Um, yeah. but here we are, alas. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting episode. I, I think my my, sus- my my suspicion is that we won't get just one conflict. I think we'll get one in the other, like one and then a br- at the beginning, some sort of break in the middle, and then sort of one triumphant one at the end. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I've I've officially stopped thinking about this because it's, uh, I don't I don't have I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, there better be like a big conflict coming up because otherwise, where what's the fucking point? Um, also, I, we need the fucking Tusken Raiders. Like yes, honestly, exactly. they have to come back. What is I this? Wanna, I want to have the Tusken Raiders and the people from Mos Espa. That would also be great. Like going back to the Mandalorian, they are used to fighting side by side now, uh, and Oboba. Uh, and then just like go all out on the pikes, um, but I could also be see them maybe being driven off Tatooine. Not not the Tusken Raiders necessarily are, but maybe some of those people. And that's where like Mando season three starts, and they're like they'll be part of something bigger. I think that's gonna happen, but that would be an interesting way to end it. 
Yeah, and and I think there'll be some fan servicey things. Like I would love to see, uh, as I mentioned, Cad Bane and Fennec Shan go toe to toe. Um, yeah. I want to see the Rancor kind of come into the battle a little bit. Some Chrysanthemum, like cool Wookiee shit, would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like a lot of potential here, and I think that in the grand scheme of things, this show has been quite up and down and quite quite sporadic as a show. If we go back from this to the start. But I think if they land the ending and then they kind of like incorporate some of the things that we're talking about, such as the Tuscan Raiders and kind of closing in some of the, the loops that they've opened, I think it will be a, like a, a what I would say a successful TV season of television. Is it the greatest? No. But I think as long as they don't don't fuck it up is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and everything will be fine. Well, we'll see about that uh, next time on Serially Hooked Star Wars as we talk about the season finale of The Book of Boba Fett. Oh my god, it's coming to a close. We're so spoiled, Chris. We're so freaking spoiled. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and we only have to wait like two more months until the uh, Cassian Endor show comes out. So, So happy. Well... <laughs> On that note, um, listener, thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to support the show, Chris, what can they do? Give us the maximum amount of recommendation uh, units. Units, thank you. <laughs> Whether that's five stars or ten stars or a heart or whatever else. Or six bananas. Or six bananas, yeah, yeah. Three spiders. I don't know why spiders came to my mind. I think because of D&D. <laughs> <laughs> anyway whatever it is please give us the max amount so people can find this show more easily that'd be great that would help us out a lot and if they want to contact us tell us what we're doing well tell us what we're doing badly please uh what can they do Mm, definitely go to serialhook.com where you can find all of our contact information uh from our the form on our website to our twitter account to our email address to uh, carrier pigeons uh, just for you we have uh, Rashad's post box we have his social security number just in case you need it all, all, all of it is there yes please steal my identity <laughs> okay cool see you next time oh one last thing to plug before we leave season 2 of Serially Hooked has been announced check out our trailer and it is on Chris Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, boy.